Good morning. Is it really still morning? It's 10 a.m. It's still morning. We're going to call it morning. I mean, your eyes aren't open yet, so I think we can still call it morning. I think anything before 12 is morning. That's true. Mm-hmm. And then it's afternoon or yeah. noon. And then I think like after 6 is the evening. We really should divide the morning. It's not fair. Morning gets a lot more time than night does. Does it? Yeah, because you have afternoon, and then you have evening, and then you have night. But you have morning. I mean... Morning gets a lot more press time. No. Morning is like <laughs> 7 to 10. 6? 5? I'll lean towards 7. Well, that's just because you're never awake before then. 7? Ten. Morning is also like six o'clock and five o'clock. Okay, six. Hard cut off at six. No. Hard cut off at six. Just because people wake up at five does not mean it's morning. Yeah, it kind of does. No, it doesn't mean they woke up really early. But they also like woke up to go to work and stuff, so it's their morning. They woke up really early. Right, but it's also morning. Sometimes the sun is up. Mm, At five a.m., sometimes the sun is still down. So. For at least another hour or two. I still think that 5 a.m. counts as morning time because a reasonable amount of people are awake at that time. Well, that's still like, what, um, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m.? That's a lot of time for night. I guess. I just think it still has a lot of time. It's only five hours, so if you want to count 5 o'clock, is that a lot of time? I think it's a lot of time, especially since afternoon only gets a few hours. Mm, what would you consider afternoon? I think like noon until I say noon until. Oh, when do you say evening starts? Well, I count afternoon and evening kind of together. Well, no, because evening's different. Evening is like five ish, so afternoon only gets like five hours. I say when it starts to get dark, it's afternoon. I mean, it's evening. Yeah. So. But I so it's five, like six ish. It's like afternoon slash evening. The way they just lead into each other. So, so anything between 12 and 10, which is still a lot of time. I just say it has a lot of time. Five hours is not a lot of time. Exactly. That's morning. Morning only has five hours. And a lot of times people waste those hours. Well, yes, they do waste them, but. They don't get up to like seven or. They're like getting ready. Or they don't get up until 12. This evening, it's, I'm saying people like get up at like 7 or 6. A lot of times they're doing other things and time kind of passes before they know it. But usually the work day drags on. Yeah, it does. It does, it does, it does. But hi guys, we're not here to listen to our slow and somber discussion of... Times of the day. Yeah, times of the day, because... We probably took forever to do that, considering it took us four minutes to do it. That's not too bad. Well, we're talking a little slow at the moment, which isn't good, because we have a three-hour movie to cover in, like, two hours. So, Kiki, you gotta start talking faster. So, do, like, some, like, vocal warm-ups? Shake yourself awake a little bit? Uh, This movie is gonna go at the rate it goes, no matter what. It's gotta go faster, because we gotta party. We got things to do. I'm not talking fast. You're the one who's distracted. Yeah, but like you're talking slow. 
but who are we? What are we? What are we doing? What are we watching? What's this three-hour movie? That is a lot. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cheers to the Mouse. This week, we're going to go into Avatar, not the last airbender of the blue people. I think they're coming out with another one soon. So... We're like, Amber, start off with her Wikipedia. She could probably tell us. Yeah. There's a lot of Wikipedia. There is. This is a three-hour like movie. It did really good. I was thinking more because it's such a long movie and there's so much story to it. So my understanding that um, the guy originally came up with the idea back in like the 90s or 80s. But because they didn't have the technology, then he waited. Which is kind of interesting considering we have movies like Star Wars. Like, those are pretty good for their time, right? Just stepping all over my section, why don't you? I was waiting for you to scroll up. Yeah, but then you just started talking and I was like, okay, I guess we're going to go with that. I mean, I just said to my understanding. So Avatar also listed as James Cameron's avatar instead of the blue people's avatar. I mean, I didn't know the creator. I just know that's how people tell the difference. Yeah, I know. Is listed as an epic science fiction film. And it came out in 2009. Mm. It seems like it came out a little bit later. Yeah, I know, right? But it only it came out in 2009. So it did really well for its time. It was... It's taking place in 2154 to give us kind of a plot date. Mm. It's kind of a mashup between um, CGI work and actual live action work. Wait, you're telling me those blue people are CGI? <laughs> I know, right? And so, kind of to give you an explanation on why it's almost a three-hour-long film, I know we keep harping on that, is that it came out of the creation of an 80-page treatment for Avatar. No, that still doesn't make sense. (laughs) 80-page. I feel like 80-page really isn't a lot. Treatment. That's not script. Treatment. That's kind of like your cat your not your casting your pitch oh i don't know your concept work and then you only go more details yeah so he had 80 pages of concept work (laughs) and that was done in 1994 yeah originally the movie was going to come out around 1999 after um, Cameron got done with Titanic in 1997, but Cameron decided that that was not going to be appropriate because he decided that the technology was not advanced enough for his creation to be treated fairly. Now, one of the interesting things about it is that once Cameron felt like the technology was up to specs, Cameron was ready to go, but Fox was not so ready to go and so Cameron had the script ready and he was ready to like cut his 
fees in case the film didn't do so good. And he actually, Cameron installed a traffic light with amber signal lit outside the co-producer's office to represent the film's uncertain future in the Fox area. Because Fox is kind of wavering on the whole situation itself. That's weird. And so Fox told Cameron that in no uncertain terms that they were passing on the film. But Cameron, being the smart person that he was, began to start shopping the film around to other studios. And he went to a good old Walt Disney. And Walt Disney saw what an opportunity it was. And they were like, yeah, we'll produce this. Like, this is a really good film. And once Walt Disney Studios was involved and interested in it, Fox exercised its right of first refusal, and they finally agreed to make Avatar. Very smart man. And so Avatar is kind of based off of all of Cameron's exposure to sci-fi and adventure movies, he said. He drew a lot off of kind of the Tarzan film of things. He also acknowledges that it shares things with films such as At the Play in the Fields of the Lord and the Emerald Forest, Princess Manoki, Manoke, and Dances with the Wolves. And so I don't know any of those unfortunately but he does understand that all of those do share similarities to the film itself so like he hinted at there are sequels to the movie but not only one sequel there are actually four potential sequels to the movie in of itself They are potentially going to come out in December 2021, December 2023, and December 2025, and December 2027. But due to COVID-19 that's happened in 2020, they've been pushed back to December 2022, 2024, 2026, and 2028. You know, those, um, that time, that timing is interesting considering the fact that the first movie came out in 2009 and it was it's only supposed to come out next year and then the rest ones are going to follow more sequentially yeah and as cameron put it in an interview if two and three don't make enough money four and five won't happen oh no you gotta go out with the series so if you're a big fan of it Support the movie, come out and watch all of them, and be active with your films. So, that's all I've got to say on that. I mean, he's created a wonderful... I think two and three have to be really bad for them not to make at least enough money to continue on. You know? Yeah. Because he created an amazing world. Like, you know, if you really look at Avatar, it's really beautiful how he did i can see why he waited i can only imagine what it would look like if it came back if it came out um in the 90s the storyline 
is one we've heard before. I think really though, the world itself that he's created is nice. And so one thing about it was that the film was predicted to do very badly. Really? By a lot of people just because the initial idea of blue cat people being CGI was not very well received. But then other people saw that its release date in January had it being done very well because January is usually when you release your bad movies. <laughs> and as we all know, yeah, Avatar went on to do very, very well. So much so they have a part in Disney World for them. Yes. Well, now it's a Disney movie because well, they yeah, bought yeah. Fox. Yeah. And Ryan Disney was pretty cool. Like, I don't know section of it and so avatar ended up actually doing very well both commercially and they did very well in yes in the critics response to it <laughs> i bet those people who thought that was even were quite surprised and so with a budget of roughly 240 million they made 2.8 billion so i think they made fox a pretty good penny just saying and it's all thanks to disney yeah all thanks to disney so disney made disney money (laughs) (laughs) in the end disney made disney money (laughs) and with that we shall begin Mm -hmm. the movie kiki what do we start out we're starting off kind of view we're we're starting off with this guy who's in a what is it called? A cryo genetic tank. Thank you. Um and we see how he's kind of strapped in there. And he's just he he's given a monologue. And apparently he's been in there for six years. Which I didn't uh it's it hasn't been a while. Like I get I kinda of remember the movie, but I didn't realize it took that long to get from I guess Earth. Yeah. Um, so basically, they're in a different solar system altogether. Yes. Um, so basically, he is being woken up. He kind of gives a little background on um, just himself. That's what this first part's about. Why he's there yeah. and everything. Yeah. Why is he there? Apparently, his brother was a scientist who died. But because he was his twin brother, and they share the same genetic markers, I don't know what to call that. Genomes. Yes. Um, he they they called him away because he had an avatar that they would like to use. Mm-hmm. So he. And they don't really tell him what avatars are at this point, but no. we get told in a little bit. We do. You know, we the ship is landing. We get this. The, I don't know if it's a replica of Earth. I'm guessing, or what? Well, I think they just have it looking like Earth. So it's blue and green. Mm. And so I think they just have that so you know that it's a hospitable environment, as in it's got water, it's got life. Yeah. So it's got the blue and it's got the green. But the geographical shape of the land itself doesn't match that of Earth. No, because the ship is landing and you kind of get a glimpse of what this place looks like and it's 
it it looks so much like a giant forest and stuff like that. Although you do see where they're trying to colonize everything. And you get told that you need to be wearing a mask. Yes, a mask that wraps around. It's like a suction that kind of wraps around your face. Yeah. So it's almost completely hospital. (laughs) And you get told a very important detail later on. 20 seconds, you pass out. Four minutes, you're dead. Which, that's, that's, that's a big jump. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of time between 20 seconds and four minutes. It depends on what it's doing to your body. Sure. So our main, our main guy, everyone, he's, he's still monologuing a little bit while everyone's getting off the ship. And this is when we find out he actually is paralyzed. Yes. So he is in a wheelchair. Yeah. And unfortunately he's a veteran from I think Marines yes yeah um he's a marine veteran who got injured in Venezuela yes so anyway he's getting a really good look around you kind of get a nice look of the base a little bit you see these machines around you see other hired guns yeah he talks about how you know they're really they're just being arms for hired or not it's not like being in the army back at home. Yeah, they used to be military, but now they're arms for hire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes in. We get the little spill on he. There's this guy who's giving a spill to all the new people. But how if you <laughs> wish to survive, you gotta have a mentality to survive. And Pandora is there to eat you up and spit you back out and it's gonna kill you yep you gotta you need to follow the rules of pandora you need to conform to pandora pandora will not conform to you um anyway our guys rolls off and we start to see the reason why he's there i say this the actor who plays um god what's his name right there red shirt yes the character name, not the actor's name. Tom? Yes. Norm. Norm. Yes, 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 yes. I did not realize uh, who he was, but for those of you, oh, it's not on Disney Plus, but I'll talk about it anyway because that's what I do. Who watches Bones? He's one of the interns on Bones, and I don't know why. I love it when I see, like. Yeah, he's the um, um, dreary one. Mm hmm. I just love to see actors I know like that. Anyway, our main protagonist, he... gets to the science department. Yes, and he's they're looking at the avatars, and Jake is just kind of looking at the avatar, and he's like, wow. What is he the avatar? really looks like my brother in his avatar. So it's really just, um, just tall blue people, cat-like people. Um, it's funny because... He says it's grown in the time of the ship. But I was thinking, would it, the Avatar not already be fully grown because his brother not used it? He didn't use it. So that's why I was like, okay, so then why would they get Jake if the Avatar wasn't really created yet? They, like, made it and then they, like, out of the DNA and then they had to grow it. So I was wondering, why would they need Jake? I thought they needed Jake because they already had this avatar. He could right. connect to them. Right. 
but you still have to grow it up. So, like, it starts in, like, kid face. Yeah, and that's what's not like, over the ship, it grew. Yeah, like, from For, kid like, five to years. adult. Yeah, from five years. It grew from kid to adult. But the DNA's still there. Hmm. It grew up. I knew it grew up. I just knew it grew up with ship time. So, I was thinking it was created while they were still on Earth and went back to Pandora with them. Anyway, um... Of course, this is the time where we go around meeting all the people. Um, and we meet Grace. The who, head of the science department. Yes. Yeah, so she's the character. She is... She's a bitchy character. Well, I mean, she's... reason. She has a reason to be so. Yes, but she, you're supposed to not like her at first. She comes off bitchy. I like that. But Grace has the issue with being the science department on this. So we're on this mining colony, which means business comes first, which means security also comes first. And the problem is these indigenous people are over this big area of where this mineral they're here to mine is. And so Grace's department is here to find a peaceful solution while security is there to find a militaristic solution if Grace can't find a peaceful solution. Mm-hmm. And she has now been given a grunt to also come in instead of a scientist to come and fix this problem. But you guys understand her frustration. But at the end of the movie, you know, you just see her just making a big deal for the fact that Jake is there. So... They, I mean, I feel like they did it pretty well trying to do that whole switcheroo type, like, um, everyone's yeah. not who you think. Um, anyway, we see Grace going to confront the boss. He's <laughs> kind of the head of the business section. So, on this colony, you have three sections. You have the military, you have the science, and then you have the business side. With the business technically being the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny how much leeway she gets, <laughs> which makes sense that she's actually in charge. But uh, their interaction is just a lot. Yeah. And so she's quite rude. And so she's mad about the new um, new guy, the new fact guy. that he's not a scientist. But the guy, the boss is just like, um, hey, he's a Marine. We can use him. Use him. So anyway, we go back to Jake and Norm, and they're going to get into their avatars for the first time. Yeah. So off they go, and you know, they transfer over, and it's a it's kind of a cool process, but we know the connections made and stuff like that. And we see that they're both in their avatar. We see Norm kind of going through the motions of. I don't know what to call it, like a checkup to make sure everything's okay. Yeah. And Jake, Jake takes like, uh, I don't know the phrase I was going to use, but Jake kind of goes through the same thing. He starts to start to get his berries together and then he realizes, hey, wow, I have legs. Like he can actually move them. And he realizes that he has legs and then <laughs> he goes all for it. I was like, can anyone blame him? Because I'm wondering, I don't think, did they say how long it's been since he was paralyzed? I don't think they do. So, 
think it was at least enough for his legs to kind of be uh, really small. So I figured it's been, at least been a while. So I can only imagine, you know, just suddenly getting the opportunity to use your legs. Anyway, Jake with that, he starts taking off running through the facility <laughs> and he runs outside. Um, you know, this is the first moment we really get a good look at the avatars. They are, how tall are they? 10, 6, 10 feet tall? Probably. I think they're 10 feet tall. They're blue. You see all these markings with them. They have... Um, they have a tail, which they have a tail. that seems to be giving Jake the biggest issue. <laughs> yes, they have long hair. Um, you know, looking, a little bit looking at them, they kind of... And I didn't realize this until I watched it again. They kind of look like Nate, not look like Native American, but the aspect of the long hair and the marking, I feel like, is very indigenous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's really good. Anyway, eventually Jake get out of the avatar after he has a little fun. Yeah, he has fun, <laughs> and then they go to bed, and then he's back in his normal body once more. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just roaming around. We're getting to hear a little bit about everything. He goes and meets the person earlier the colonel the colonel who kind of gave the speech from earlier the head of security yep 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 who seems like a pretty all right guy she's very straightforward and he's just hey i want you know i'm I'm just trying to look out for you man um and so he's very he connects to him on a different level like a military level yeah and he's very happy to see him yeah, because Jake is just surrounded by quote-unquote eggheads now. Who are unhappy to see Jake, and so Jake's kind of appreciative to have someone yeah. who's happy to see him and appreciative of his skills that he brings. Yep, 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 yep. And so, what does the colonel want with Jake again? The colonel, I think, is just wanting to, you know, just talk to Jake and be kind of there for them and just tell him how it is and stuff like that. Yeah, but he's got also mission well i think overall he wanted to make that connection so he'll have someone on the inside of the yeah of who's an avatar because not everyone gets to be an avatar yeah so he wants jake to uh, go in and watch and, the people of pandora yeah so he wants jake to be the one that you know will be able to make nice when you can and throw the hammer when you're not and he wants Jake to report to him. And to find out what he can about the Navi. Yes. Um, it's interesting because while they're talking to the, the colonel gets into this machine that helps them by the locals. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's like a, it kind of reminds me of a Jaeger from Specific Room. Yeah. Uh, this one though, it kind of has, they're standing up it looks like, and it has this section that kind of comes down so they're able to breathe and walk around and stuff it's very big well it's got to be the size of the navy i don't think it is i think it's a little bit smaller it's about their size from when they were fighting is it i thought from there it was maybe so anyway we go we're continuing on and so norm and jake are gonna go out with grace on a little expedition yep 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 and while we're here we see them we see their um air pilot air pilot like they're like their support i mean their support crew yeah 
Um, and these planes are really, they're made interestingly. They're kind of like helicopters, but the blades of the helicopter, it's a bi-bladal. So like, take the top of the helicopter and move it to the side and put it on both sides. And that's kind of what the helicopters look like. So they're made really nice. So we kind of get a viewing of a little bit of the landscape and then we land in the forest. Uh, we see the, they're all kind of dressed <laughs> for hiking and they're all just going around. I don't know, are they looking for the Navi or were they no, just exploring? No, I think exploring? they're just exploring. So too. But of course they run into trouble with the native creatures. Right. <laughs> well, Jake does specifically. Yes, Jake specifically. And so and he's he has- very, very cocky. He has to do a standoff with one of the creatures. Mm, except the standoff isn't really with him. It's with the other creature behind him. Yeah. Which, which is a lot more deadlier. Then he finds out that for that one, he has to run. Yes. You know. Um. Which I think that this is quite an interesting scene because it shows for the first time how you need to adapt to your situation more yes, but- than just because especially like in most movies the people with the guns first approach is shoot ask question later and everything looks like a target Yeah, and so I think it's quite interesting that they had him listen to Grace I think it's because of his line of work you know, if it was the other guy, if it was the colonel, he probably would have shot first. But he has the same line of work. No, the colonel was a colonel. I don't think Jake probably got very far in his position. He was, he's a grunt. You know, yeah. he's a soldier. He followed orders. You know, this is not his, this is not his forte. This is not his place. You know, this is Grace. Grace knows better. Yeah. Grace is his boss right now, essentially. Grace is his captain. But anyway, we see him going at it with this creature you know trying to fight off his stuff and so he eventually ends up having to shoot it a little bit but that doesn't go very well and as he's running he jumps off a cliff and he's essentially separated from the group yeah he just wow it's your first day and you already (laughs) and we see that he's being followed by one of the locals yes he is and the group is kind of searching for them, but uh, no luck. No luck. So they are, the group goes back home, and Jake is stuck in a forest. You know, and it's funny how scared they also are, considering the fact that as soon as he goes to sleep, he'll wake up. You know. Yeah. But the body. Yeah. So he, he tries to make do, you know, he's going to attack, he's kind of attracting creatures, he tries to make some fire, which, good job, but be careful to not burn out the forest, I don't see how he doesn't. Um, he keeps moving and they keep tracing him, it's funny, but eventually... Eventually the animals get close enough to attack and so he starts fighting them off. And he gets rescued by one of the locals, a female. Yes, who rescues him, but she's not very 
happy with him at all, especially with the fact that he made a fire. Well, also with just like how he's been acting all along. Yes. And once again, I think we're coming into a comparison with the indigenous people, I guess, how certain people view them because she doesn't know what fire is. She. Yeah, I think she does. I. I think in a sense of it's dangerous and maybe she's seen them use well, fire. Well, no, I just think she realizes that the fire is not needed. Uh, I don't think she threw it away because it was dangerous and I don't think she threw it away because she didn't know what it was. I think she threw it away because mm-hmm. the forest in of itself provides the light. Yes. They're, she's very, in, they're, the Navi are very in tune with their surroundings. Um, she's while instead of you know tending to him and stuff like that, she goes back and sees what to the animals that he's killed, and she kind of I think help in their lives quicker and kind of thank them for their sacrifice, I guess. Yeah. And so she starts, you know, Jake goes to thank her, but she starts to walk off because she's very, she's upset with him. You know, she he confronts her. And she's like, you know, they didn't have to die. You know, you're the one who came into their place. You you are being disruptive. And her English just, so she starts walking off. And she starts, he starts, she starts criticizing him and stuff like that. She calls him a child. He says he's stupid and arrogant. And, you know, he's kind of like, he this is a chance to connect with them. But um, as they're walking along, <laughs> these, uh, what do they call them? I can't remember what they're called. Almost like the fluff from a dandelion. Yeah. Floating in the sky. Yeah, but they're more conscientious. They kind of start all going to Jake, which is supposed to be a sign to her. Yes. From Yue. I think so. Yue. From Mother, you know, their maker, I guess. They're like goddess spirit, maker, female deity. Yeah very pure spirits and the fact that they're coming to them him and like they like it's like a whole bunch of them kind of come to him and wrap around him you know it's just like a sign to her like oh okay well maybe i should keep him around and they only hold on to a moment too and they all go away so she instead of because before she was telling him to go she realizes he has to go with her her attire so he is like fully clothed like a human would be his hair's back and everything. She she has braids and stuff. She's like wearing like a bikini almost. Just to protect gear. She has she doesn't have guns like she do. They use um bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. She's barefooted and she's just going along the um forest. And she keeps saying that he acts like a child, he walks like a child, he's noisy like a child. So anyway, after that, as she's telling him to come, they eventually run into her people. Yeah, a band of warriors. And he ends up kind of getting captured. (laughs) But we see them, you know, we see all of them. They're very curious, but also worried of them. Um, We just see just a collective of them. They're all very, they all look a lot alike, but you can just see how, I guess, their hair is each different. The way they dress is very similar, but different. It's a colony. I don't know if they're the only people on the planet, though. You know? I don't think we're told officially, but... 
we're we don't meet any other so far people so far so far anyway apparently they call the humans who do that they don't know exactly what it is but they call them dreamwalkers and stuff like that and of course jake starts messing up and trying to talk to the chief when he's not supposed to approach him (laughs) he goes to shake his hand of course it's taken from threat our hero our savior is trying to convince her father to keep her keep him alive yes (laughs) but as she does that their mother comes down she's like their seer and their i'm guessing their connector yeah she's like the shaman yeah and she kind of she kind of speaks to him and gets the vibe from him it's funny they call them dreamwalkers and sky people and, and so she finds out kind of he tells her that he's here to learn and that he was a warrior from the jarhead clan which is hilarious which doesn't make him uh which doesn't respond well to some people in the group some of the warriors yes the main one who's supposed to marry the chief's daughter I think it was. But to the two clan heads, this is an opportunity to learn more about the Sky People. Yes, and the mother wants our hero to teach him um, their ways and stuff like that. And so Jake Sully has been tasked (laughs) to learn the way of the people. Yes, so he gets an outfit change and everyone's sitting down to eat. It's funny because they're all just kind of they're all just eating, and he's being so awkward. Yes, it's probably something due to the fact that he doesn't speak their language and doesn't know what they're talking about. Anyway, eventually they go to sleep after eating. And they're home, they're beds. It looks like they all sleep together, and it's like a cocoon hammock. Yeah. It looks really nice. It's very, very uh, close off, it looks like. I'm sorry, she isn't wearing a bikini. She's wearing a necklace that kind of covers her chest yeah that's what it is so which i guess is an interesting take on indigenous people yeah you know there's they are very from this point of view they're savages which is always how people usually portray them but they're very they're in tune with their with their home yeah that's one thing that i like about this and we can pause for a second, is that I like how the portrayal of the indigenous people is to show their culture close to what we know of how things such as like the Native Americans of North America were and the people of like... Usually where people are encroaching other spaces... I like how a lot of that type of culture is captured, but it's not portrayed in such a way as to convey a nature of savages. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think the I think the colon the people who are encroaching on the territory mm-hmm. are to make you think that they're think that they're savages, I definitely think you get that vibe. I think later on, of course, but it becomes I more think than that. the movie itself does a very good job of not portraying that. I don't know. I feel like, especially in the beginning, 
the way you see the way you know she doesn't speak per perfect english she's using a bow and arrow the way that they're but nothing about her directly the fact that she's pretty much naked like but nothing she does directly offends sensibility it's not like she eats raw meat it's not like they murder children or something. Nothing. But that's only those extreme cases yeah. of being a but savage. But that's what I'm saying is nothing that they do is truly taboo. Well, that's like, those are only extreme cases. You still yeah. have those minor ones that are like. I'm not saying, that's what I'm saying is I'm saying they're sticking to the culture without actually making the culture savage. I guess. I feel like this is just the same portrayal that kind of always gets played. Maybe not like to that down to like the exact T, but certain aspects of it just is always. I don't insane. know. I just I think the Navi culture is very beautiful from the movie, but that's just my reading of the movie. Anyway, Jake goes to sleep. Um, so the scientists are happy with him. The business and military people are happy because you can give them all this intel. It's interesting. See, this moment I'm taking, here's this moment I'm talking about. So the head guy, he talks about how he tries to give them stuff and trade with them, give them medicine and stuff like that, but they use mud, like stuff like that. It's not extreme like eating children or killing children, not eating them, but it's still just the way that they talk to them you know it's like yeah uh, like when you actually see them like when they're on screen they do a good job of they're not, not portrayed as yeah. savages i think the way the colonizers talk about them they try to make them seem they like, try to make them seem like savages because that's the perspective the colonizers have of them mm -hmm. but i think when the actual navi are on screen they're not they're not seen that way. They yeah. just seem like a group of people. A group of culture that yeah. we don't necessarily understand. And the more you learn about them, the more beautiful they are. Mm -hmm. Like when they translate what she's talking about when she's freeing spirits and stuff like that. Like that instantly lets you realize there's more to it than what meets the eye about her killing these creatures and stuff. I got you. That's what I was saying when I'm saying, like, I appreciate, like, how they capture the culture. Yeah. Without also just letting the savage betrayal stand. They got you. They gave you the look on the other side. We're getting... Both sides of the coin. Mm hmm So, anyway, Jake's talking to the big boss, and they're just, you know, he's like, hey, you know. And he starts to betray the people that just accepted him. Yeah, but Jake's there for a job. So I would say, like, it's not really betrayal. He's just, he's doing his job. He went in there for this. Well, yeah. Well, he kind of went in there for this. He did. He, he went you know, there for that. Grace doesn't think, like, he's supposed to be working for Grace, and Grace isn't there for that. But anyway, so, you know, while he's getting ready to go back in, and he's, they're kind of giving him. A background on everybody you know he learns about kind of like is Natri who is the Trees's daughter and the guy one of the guys who went to kill him last night yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be next line for chief we learn a little bit about Iwa and you know they just go ahead and go yeah and then they launch it into it 
Yep. And then after that, we kind of get into this montage of Jake learning the way of the people, trying to learn the way. And at first, he's very much like a child. Yeah, and he's learning the motion instead of learning the understanding. Yeah. And so he gets good because he's military and he's been trained how to do the motion. He's just not understanding also the connection to everything. Yeah. Which like like I said, this is a job for him. He's supposed to go in, gain their trust and get out. Um eventually the group ends up connecting they end up exploring and they end up going to the spot to kind of Well, the scientists find out that Jake is feeding the military side information about the natives. And so I think that's how this works is he is to a point and this is past that point. Um, we get this really nice view of these waterfalls and floating rocks. It's really, it's very beautiful. They did a really good job creating this world, mm-hmm. you know, and the details in it. And so we're heading to this area called the Hallelujah Mountains. And the Hallelujah Mountains are really... And so they decide that Jake's got to get out of Dodge, (laughs) if you will. To kind of get them off the back. Which I'm surprised they kind of allowed that. But like, what more can they do? That's more of a science aspect. Yeah, well, I think the way this is set up is that there are three departments. And the three departments are... Run each differently, separately. They're independent but codependent at the same time. Well, I don't know. I just feel like, you don't think like the head business guy is still really in charge of everything. Could have, I like... think he is, but in certain aspects. Yeah. I guess the fall, all anything to do with avatars just fall under grace. Yeah. Which makes sense. Odd, but really cool concept to someone like me who likes science a lot. And there are these floating rocks in the sky. So anyway, they touch down, they, and they're they're at the spot now where they they're at a bunker, a rinkety dinkety base. Yeah, that's where they're going to be staying. Yes, they're going to probably they're also probably closer to the Nagi. I think they're closer than they were before. They're close enough to what they get attached in the end. Anyway, we go back to the Navi, and Jake is learning how they get around, how they fly. Yes, maybe they look like dinosaurs. Yeah, they look like. Pterodactyls. Pterodactyls, I guess. Is that what they're called? Yeah. But they're called Ichrins? Yes, yes, yes. And so this is kind of the thing that you get once you've proven yourself as a hunter. You go and you capture one. Capture and bond with your Ichrin. Yeah. And the way that they ride them, they're not quite sitting down. She, uh, We see Natri, she's kind of riding one to show off the aspect of them and she's not really sitting down she's really crouching on top of him which is yeah. kind of cool you know it doesn't look like there's much instruments on the actual yeah there's like a perch for your feet but there's not like actually a saddle or anything like that mm-hmm. so in between this jake is doing a log this is how we see how it is over time we see jake and nature kind of <laughs> nature teaching him the language teaching him how to battle the way that they battle he she's teaching him his way their ways yeah you know they tend to have one rider yeah lifelong bonds Mm -hmm. which is a really neat concept 
especially considering what happened. Um, and I mean, we, it's taking quite some time, but you know. Yes, of course, it's, we see Jake connecting with his fellow bunk mates and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just all interesting. We see more of this beautiful world. world and and like it's that. a really good mantra. And it just kind of teaches you the culture and the people more. Yeah. And you see Jake, he does get better. You know, he he learns a language. He kills an animal and he thinks them like um, nature did in the beginning, you know. He thinks of for his sacrifice and stuff like that, which is, you know, before. He would have just killed it and he go on with life. Yeah. And uh, because of this, because of what he does, nature has decided, okay, you're ready to get your own. Yeah, it was a clean kill. You're ready mm-hmm. to go. Because he does, he does, he does, he did do a pretty good job, I'll say. We go back to the mountains. Because if you want to get an Ikrin, you got to go where the Ikrins are, which is in the Hallelujah Mountains. Mm-hmm. Which what... means you got to climb. Yay! Boop, boop. So they climb up, and it's. Um... They're called Banshees. Are they Ikrins or Banshees? They call them Banshees, too. No, I want to say, maybe her personal one is named Ikrin. It might be. These rocks too, because they're on they're as they're going to the banshees to go get one, the rocks are kind of floating around. I think they're being pulled by uh no, no? No, they're just straight up floating around, like actually moving. Yeah, they're just floating. So yeah. they move around and stuff. And so these um Navi have learned to use that for their advantage. Jake goes and of course he succeeds in eventually getting one. Nature tells him, you know, he'll choose you as you have chosen him. You can't just expect to pick one and be done with it. He has to truly connect with one. And he's like, how will he know if he chooses me? And she's like, it'll try to kill you. Because that's comforting. I really want to say this is kind of when the change in Jake starts. Yeah, it is. He's definitely, because he's going through this ritual, you know, he, he has to wrestle down the banshee. And not force a connection. Well, yeah kind of forced connection kind of it's kind of like i've proven to you i'm worthy yeah i think it's just proving it yeah and then just flying the first flight is kind of rough but eventually he figures it out yep 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 yep. you know we start to see the connection between nature and jake kind of grow (laughs) a little bit we're going back you know to our group and grace is kind of talking about them and we kind of learn that there's just one banshee well there's this other species I don't think it's another I think species. It's a, I think it's a different species. I thought it was just a low, it was just a really rare one. I think it's a different species. Because it looks exactly the same. We learned that there's a special. Yeah, there's a special banshee. flying banshee thing. Yes. That when it happens, if somebody can ride it, it'll unite all the tribes. And it's one of a kind. I want to say it's a, probably like a type of banshee, like a subspecies or like yeah, a. Yeah, it might be a subspecies of the banshees. Anyway, like I said, Jake and nature are kind of connecting more on an emotional level. He's getting more. You see, because we go back to him doing his logs, you see time is passing. And he's starting to lose focus on the main goal. Yeah, which one he is, whether he's the Marine or whether he's the Navi. Yep, yep, yep. We start to see this push and pull. You know, he goes back to the Colonel and speaks to him. But of course, it's, it's not going to work, you know. We're just we're getting more on the Navi people, like how they apparently learn. They apparently believe everyone's born twice, and the second time you get to be one of the people. Yes, 
And oh. so he's accepted into the tribe. Yes, yes. Interesting. It's interesting that they know he isn't Navi, but they don't know, I think, exactly what he is. But they have accepted him. Yeah. Because he's he's gone and learned their ways. He's done something, I think, what no quote-unquote sky person has done. And I think that shows also just how open and accepting their culture is versus that of what the colonizer culture as a whole is. Mm-hmm. And then just wanting to get where they want and leave. Yeah, because you have, in the colonizer culture, you have the few scientists who want to learn the culture but you don't necessarily but do they they want to learn it but do they want to necessarily learn it to learn it or learn it to like actually enjoy it accept it and do they want to bring the people into like our culture and teach them and everything i think so you're not you don't necessarily explore their motives and so we can't necessarily fully bring them into the conversation I think at least Grace. I think definitely Grace. I think Grace does. She really, she really fell in love with her culture. But that's one. Whereas you have this whole culture bracing someone they know is completely different from them. But he's gone. He's learned their ways. So he's like, they're accepting. And they were willing to teach him their ways. But that also, though, that has something to do with the fact that Mother had a say in that. If it wasn't for. Iwa, you know, I think that was just supposed to be a sign that, oh, this is all supposed to happen. But they could have ignored her if they really wanted to. No, they couldn't have. That's not their culture. Right. But no, that's people. That's not their culture. And she's supposed to be the next. She said, teach them. She didn't say you had to let them into the tribe. I think that was still teaching them, like, it's kind of a let's see how this goes. This is the first time. Let's see how it goes. Doesn't necessarily you have to let them into the tribe, though. I'm saying they didn't have to fully let him into the tribe. That's what but I'm saying. They did based on mother's thing. She started off that process. So if it wasn't for her, he probably wouldn't have been taught and then thus accepted to the tribe. And I think the fact too, Natri having that feel of the fact that she's the next mother also probably has something to do with that. I think the mother is just even over the head chief. In that way because so so because he's now accepted with the people nature finally takes him to the tree to connect with it the navi has this thing with their hair they have this one long ponytail that can connect with stuff you know yeah it connects with their form of a horse it connects with the banshees yes it connects with each other and so it can also connect with a lot of the plants. Yes. So Natri and Jake are talking and she talks about how... He can pick on mates. Yes. And of course, he already chose one. <laughs> and luckily, Natri has accepted him back. Which is interesting to me, considering the fact that she was already to be mated. Yeah, but I think she fell in love with someone else. And... Yeah, but I'm just saying, culturally... It's interesting she fell in love with him and she's so willing to accept that it's not like it's a oh i'm to be married with someone else it's not like a oh we can't do this it's, there's no it there's no hesitation and they like the banshee are made it for life see especially that fact there was just no hesitation things <laughs> things kind of things do happen 
And so then the colonizers show up. And what are they do? And they're bulldozing the tree, the area, which is wow. You're doing this, Jake and Nature. So there, and um, Jake has been disconnected because he has to eat. Yeah, he was. He was. He 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 went to sleep. So, and it's funny because Nature is kind of panicking, and she's trying to escape from the bulldozer. But Jake, you know, she's like she's lugging, um, she's dragging his body around, and. It's it's crazy because this came out of nowhere, but you know this was always a plan. They were taken so long, and so he goes to the navy, and he he is one of them. So he starts to kind of. But the fact is, they're battling, and they can't really battle with bows and arrows. Yeah, they're a little bit mad because you know they're. Currently having that, so, you know, but it's discovered that Jake destroyed one of the bulldozers. And so he is ripped out of the machine before he can tell Mm -hmm. the people the truth about what he did. Mm -hmm. Which is very dangerous to do, to suddenly do that. You know, but that's where they discover how it's a false body one of them is trying to say he's a demon and it's just like no but of course um nature of course is going to protect her mate yeah and do what she can and stay by his body um the humans are gathered up and i think this is the moment where this is truly the switch of it of oh the person who's perceived kind of like he wasn't good but he wasn't bad is truly horrible. He's perceived horrible now. And Grace, she's not given redemption, but we see, we have saw over time her and Jake get closer. And now we're seeing her in a better light. Yes. She's trying to plead to their humanity. And it's just like, they don't understand. They don't get it at all. They don't. And like, why would they? They're still, they're just viewing from a, purely selfish human motive of we want something they have what we want we're gonna take it like any colonizer does which i think is interesting that they have them set up like this because i think it's a very accurate portrayal of like colonizers in general this come in and grab but i think it's also kind of a cautionary tale of us because we're about to, we're trying to do all of this space traveling. I just see this as the same old story. Well, I think it's also kind of a cautionary tale. I, so, like, we're trying, people want to go into space, right? Yeah. But, like, what if we do come across a planet where there's, like, this really big resource? I, I don't get that at all. I just see this as the same old story just being told, except it's not a happier ending. Sorry, spoiler. Because it's just, it really is. It's just the same old story. Yeah, but I think it's just trying to say, like, the story can repeat itself again in the future if we don't learn from what happened. I don't think so at all. Not to see the next couple movies <laughs> once we get the sequel and stuff like that. Anyway, um, the head of the business side, Parker, he is totally disagreeing with Grace is saying, and he's like, you're crazy. Um... The head of the 
military side, Max is just like he's getting ready to take charge of bulldoze down. Yeah, and they're um, gonna attack the people. Yeah, Parker's kind of give them an hour to get the people out of the tree so they don't have a humanitarian crisis on their hands. Yeah, because they were like legit, like about to kill them all. Which that would look bad, and people don't like that. No. So anyway, Jake goes back and he kind of he kind of let, tells them what's going to happen. He lets them know that everyone needs to come. And it's interesting too. He kind of starts separating himself from the sky people because he he calls them the sky people and tells them how they're gonna a great evil will happen. And instead of saying "Oh, my people," he says "the sky people." Oh, uh, he tell he tells them the truth, which of course never goes well because nature is like what you. You all along, you knew this. Um, of course, it's exactly what some people want. Like the chief, no, not the chief. Like um, the chief to be. Yeah, Natri's mates. They go and they bind them up because now they're traitors. And then they go to go attack the sky people, which unfortunately, like I said earlier, is not going to work because they have bows and arrows while we have guns and stuff. It's very upsetting because now they're starting to burn down everything and. Destroy the people the are trying to get away. Now, through all this, I really like think about the movie. I know the movie, but we're watching. I realize why it's three hours long. They do so much like details that it really flows well with each other. And I think if you're watching the movie, it doesn't feel like three hours. It doesn't. Like the way that they do it, it's like it really is one big story. It is. It's a really well done movie. Yeah, it's not like wow oh something else popped up it's one continuous long issue and resolution yeah so they really they start burning down the tree they start cutting down burning down the tree and of course the navy are there and they are trying to escape and they're it's upsetting yeah it's really heartbreaking to see the tree go down yeah and we have this moment where they kind of i think they start to do slow-mo and you know but they'll play the background music and it's just you see them all struggling to get away and the forest is starting to burn and stuff like that. And you see the heartbreak of the people as the home tree is destroyed. Yep. You know, Jake is able to get back into his avatar. Oh, he's still in his avatar. He's able to escape. We see the humans, they're viewing this. And I think it starts to get to Parker. And so he goes and orders them to pull Grace and Jake out. Yeah. So Norm gets arrested. Yeah, they're all getting thrown into jail. Um, we get the scene of the Navi people looking back on their planet, on, the, on their home, and just seeing it destroyed. I don't know what Nature would do. I don't know why she left Jake considering the fact that they do hate blood. So Jake's body is just left there. Grace is going with the Navi, even after finding out that she has a false body. Yeah. You know, it's pretty. Pretty I think maybe because the fact that they know Jake is a warrior while Grace, Grace is a scientist. And a teacher. Yeah. Because she was teaching them too. And she's also befriended the people. Yeah, Jake is more befriended nature, if anything. He was more focused on that while Grace was really connected with the people. Anyway, we see an escape plan happen, thank God. Yeah, the pilot comes in and rescues the... Yeah, um, we see some people get left behind to try to... Act as a spy. Yeah. Anyway, they go and they take a airplane. So they the group takes a little 
don't know what to call that. Like a storage place where they hold. They take the bunker. Yeah, they take some bunkers. So Norm, Grace, and Jake are all going to go back into their avatars. And they're going to find the people. And for the people to listen to them, they need to have a big message to go along with it. So Jake figure out, he knows exactly what he's going to do. Jake wakes up too. He's all alone and you just see the ashes of destruction. And that's another sad scene. Yeah, it's a really sad scene. At their like spiritual tree. So all the Navi people are, you know, where they connect with Iwa. So anyway, Jake goes and he, remember that subspecies of Banshee we talked about earlier? Yeah. He goes and attacks that one because to the Navi, if you are riding one, that says a lot. Yeah. When you're Takar, they can't necessarily argue with you any. Exactly. And we see the people are kind of, which says a lot. I think these people are now in awe of them. Um, they're like kind of, they're both simultaneously afraid of him, but also like, wow. I wonder if that says something too, that the fact that a sky person was able to do that. Mm-hmm. Connecting, meditating with Iwa. And kind of mourning, I guess. Yeah, probably. definitely mourning, I think, for the loss and everything. And Jake just comes fumbling in. Comes bashing into the party <laughs> from the giant monster beast. Natri and him kind of connect. I see you, Kiki. You guys. Oh, you don't see me. And all is kind of forgiven. Yeah, we kind of got to, we have bigger things, we have bigger fish to fry right now. Definitely. You know, Jake does a very big thing. He he, he starts connecting with them, but um, we see like they try to connect her consciousness and get her reborn. But the thing is, Grace has to go to Iwa and come back. And I'm wondering if it's like, I don't think she was too, I don't know if she was too weak or. If she just wasn't connected enough. I don't think it, was, it wasn't that. I think maybe it was the fact that she went to Ewa. She just didn't want to come back. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe she was just tired and she didn't think, you know, she has, she, she witnesses something beautiful. Yeah. She goes and it's, she goes like a Navi. She goes in the eye of Ewa. Yeah. Yeah. And Jake is outraged because. He just saw someone that he really cares about. And this is where the official true change. This is where. Jake has left the sky people and is now the Navi. Mm-hmm. And he goes and they're going to fight. And so he sends out a call for all of the Navi, not just the tribe that they've been dealing with. Just start to connect and they're going to fight the sky people. Yes. Let's, let's Takar call. is calling and they are answering. Yeah. And of course the sky people are getting ready. They're also a little panicked because... This is a lot more than they thought. Yeah, the natives are growing in mass. <laughs> And so they're planning a preemptive strike to hit the tree of Awa. And so Jake and all of them are planning out how are we going to do this? How are we going to survive? It's the big plan. So they're working together to figure out a solution. Yeah. And so then you have Jake right before the end of it. He goes and talks to Awa. Yeah. And he says, like, if Grace is there, if you, like, look at her memories and, like, see where we came from. Like, they destroyed the planet, which I find this to be, like, a really interesting moment. Like, look at the planet. They destroyed their planet. They killed their mother. Which kind of gives you an idea of what 
the world is about. And a lot of people tout this as a very environmentally friendly movie. And this is one of the scenes they quote for that. When he's talking about how these people that are coming in, how they destroyed their planet and now they're in here about to destroy another planet, how they have no regards. And so they come up for nature in of itself. I guess I can see how that swings that way. And so... I was just like, this is just more focused on the fact that this is a culture that they're once again, humans are always in culture, um, encroaching on other cultures. And once again, they're doing this except this time. The yeah. other culture fights back and wins. Well, they're saying if you want to look at it from a different perspective, you can look at it from an environmental perspective. Okay. Because if you look at it, like Grace was arguing that there's more value in the network than there was in the metal that they were harvesting. And the guy was like, are you crazy? And Grace is like, no, like the tree networks just... Just from a science, a scientific aspect of it. Of it. And the, then they're like, burn the trees down. And yeah. Grace is like, but the trees are the true, the trees are the true treasure of this planet. Yeah. And then the way the Navi value the nature and how they are living. But like I said, that just, I think that just ties into the fact that they Yeah, it ties so into it a lot. Yeah. But a lot of people do say that this has a very strong protect nature, coexist with nature versus just taking what you want from nature aspect to it. I mean, I guess we see why they swing that way. They can see that perspective. And so this is one of those key scenes that they take it from, but time is of the essence and it is now time for us to fight. Yep. And so we get to one of Kiki's favorite things in the world. Uh, I don't mind. Fight oh my team. god, I have no issues with fighting. Ding 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 ding. Star Wars is that me out. Well, it's the action movie. Action movies have a lot of fight scenes. Mm, no, I've sit down. I've watched all the Avengers. I know Marvel. They don't have that many fight scenes. Marvel has more. Well, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> Star Wars did a bad job with trying to make it not be so long. Anyway. We yeah, we come up to a big fight scene between the sky people and the Navi, one that they have all been anticipating, really. Um and of course, you know, spoilers, the Navi are gonna win. Yeah. We get to a point though where we get a head on three way fight between Nitri, the Colonel, and well, first, the fight seems to be going okay, and then the Navi seem to start losing, but then nature itself yeah. starts to fight back. Yeah. The Navi also have more than just their bows and arrows. They also have guns. A few of them do. Yeah. They do what they can. And so nature itself starts to fight back, and so you see the Banshees, even without riders, starting to attack the planes. And the animals on the ground coming out and attacking the people in suits. And so that's kind of what turns the battle and starts to make it where the corporation in and of itself starts to lose. Natri, unfortunately, loses her banshee. We see, you know, is that, it's not Jake, that's... Uh, that's um the warrior or, guy. Yeah. Who, he... Nature's old bot mate ends up getting all on the airplanes and dying. Yeah, 
but he took out a couple of them, you know. He sacrificed for his people. But hey, he he got to drag down. You just see a lot of destruction happening. It's war. And you just see you just see, see the battle from the Navi's perspective. And you just see the horror of the battle a lot. Yeah. You're just witnessing a lot of stuff. We see Norm. His avatar gets shot. I don't know if you're in the avatar state if you will also. I don't know, because you see him come out later. Okay. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he does. He does, he does he it does. does a lot to your mind because he seems to be really out of this when he comes out. Which yeah, I'm I sure I think that's like um that connection thing is probably like how when they were just uh hitting the button and waking up Jake and I think I think it's it's probably a shock like that to suddenly die. I'm sure he felt it too. You know? Yeah, I also like I couldn't imagine dying. That's gotta, that's gotta be a awful thing to go through. But we just once again just see the destruction of everything. Three-way fight between Natri, the Colonel, and Jake. Jake. Anyway, like I said, we get to. And so after that, we do get to the scene where the Colonel starts to be involved. Straight up, because you know the Colonel. Because Jake takes out the ship with the bombs, so the Mother Tree is saved. He takes out the main ship. And then he also takes out the colonel's ship. But the colonel, not surprisingly, survives. Yeah, you got like what? You said three rounds of... uh, Two rounds of uh, war. Yeah. Not scratch on him. Well, he has some scars. No, that's from... He said that's from coming to the Pandora. Yeah, from Pandora. Because he also came out of the war. The Avatar's body... And he's struggling to try to, you know, Jake is paralyzed. So he's struggling to try to get to a emergency mask, which is very hard. Luckily, his mate comes, comes in, in and saves him. Yeah, we see a time. beautiful scene of her connecting with him despite the fact that he's in his human form and not Avatar, you know. It's and really right, sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. Um, next, we see Jake Monwalling again. He's talking about how they forced all the humans home. And at first, Jake and the colonel are fighting, and he's doing pretty well until the colonel knocks out one of the windows in the bunker, which lets in the air, which pulls Jake out of the avatar state. Human off the planet. You know, they're taking over the base. They're more than than 10 feet. Well, I... I just guessed. I didn't. No, no, I was talking about myself because I said they were 10 feet. They got to be more than 10 feet. Jake talks about how he let go of Turuk because he's not needed anymore, you know? It's probably the kind of thing you do. And Jake is like, you know, no more video calls. Jake is making his last video message because after that, he's going to try to do what Grace tried to do and connect with his avatar to be reborn. Yes. And live his life as a Navi. And we don't know what's going to happen, but whatever happens, happens. And that will definitely be the end of it. We see him connect, and we finally get a scene that I didn't realize we were missing. We get the title scene. Yes. (laughs) Which we also, I love how the movie ends. 
with just his eyes opening. Yeah, I love how it ends with his eyes opening. I think that's a really yeah. strong ending. It's also tight when you come back from work. Yeah. And so that just instantly ends. And then it just, <laughs> the title happens. Yeah. Which I think it talk, it just shows you how capturing of a movie it is that, that you even, don't even notice that you've never had a title scene until yeah. the title scene happens yeah. two and a half hours later. <laughs> but overall, I really, 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 really love this it's movie. movie. It's a good movie. But any last words, final thoughts? Oh, I was going to talk about some critiques people had of this movie. Yeah. I do remember seeing some critiques. You know, it's just this is the same old... I think a redeeming quality of this is the fact of this beautiful world and people that James did create. Um, but this is the same old story. Same classic story of someone encroaching on... Usually Americans encroaching on someone else's land, taking what they're not supposed to take. Someone from the Americans go to the native people, connect with them. But see... Turns on his people. He intentionally made it that way. Like, I understand that that's a critique, Um, but it's not like he was trying to make something new. No, no, no. Which I understand that for some people, like, that's a problem and everything, but I guess if you're going to make a critique... It's it's a story. It's a a story that's always going to get told. Well, also, I guess it helps to understand where he's coming from, and he was drawing inspiration from sci-fi, and for sci-fi, like, that's a very common theme. And to do like common themes, like if you're going to draw from sci-fi, like invading a planet for their materials or their, he just I think the overall the fact that his the way his um. Just the way he told the story is just really nice. He did a really good job. Yeah, I know. I can't believe we got to wait until 2022 to watch. Yeah, although we've seen some pictures. It looks really pretty. It does. I'm excited. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be even more new. I mean, if you get a chance to go to Disney World, I highly recommend going to go see the Avatar section of it. Yeah, it's an Animal Kingdom. Uh Uh-huh. And it looks really cool from everything I've seen. I've not seen it in person yet, which makes me kind of sad. It's really cool. It does look really they cool. Have, like, they did a really good job creating it. They got like a floating rock and stuff like that. It's beautiful. You know, and it just fits too. Disney, Disney tend to make things like that. They know how to make rides. <laughs> they do. They do. They also know how to make scenery. Like, Oh, yeah. They definitely do. So, um, but yeah, it's a good. Hope movie. y'all enjoyed it. We hopefully we don't. I think ran too long, so it should be good for y'all. I think we're probably under for once. I think we're at about an hour and a half. So. No, but like usually, considering the movie, the runtime for the movie, yeah, this only fit into one episode. Right, which that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's less breaking noise too. <laughs> Well, I wasn't going to break it into two. I was just going to have to cut out a bunch of stuff. 
Uh, it helps that a lot of it is kind of montage so it could cut through it. Yeah, but... they just had so, they had a lot, they had so much um, showing us the scenery and taking those opportunities to do that. Which we say it's montage but, and don't, like, let that scare you away. No, they, like we said earlier, it doesn't feel like it's a three-hour movie. I get, well, you know, to some most people, I think it doesn't. Because it's just so, it's like you're just getting one story. I feel like a lot of movies now try to go for different plot lines and then tie it all together. I feel like you're just getting that one story and they're just montaging, montaging it just nicely. Yeah, it blends in really well. It's really smooth. And you really, really, really don't feel like you're watching three hour almost three hours worth of movie like you you really get lost in the world it's captivating it will enthrall you Mm -hmm. there's a reason why it made almost three billion (laughs) dollars according to wikipedia which is probably out of date and so it's probably mid to three billion dollars by now (laughs) so I would the second one's definitely gonna be interesting it will be I'm definitely intrigued I bet you it's going to be the next round of people arriving on the planet. I think. Because um, if it takes five years for you to get to the planet. Oh, yeah. Imagine all the people who have to get there before news that you've been sent back. Yeah. Arrives. Looks like they have a kid. Yeah. Oh, they're going to have a little kid. Okay, like, I, just, I don't know how that's going to go. That's going to be adorable. But I'm excited. So. Hope y'all enjoyed it. See you guys in 2022 when they come out with Avatar 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll talk to y'all before then. Yeah, tune in next week because we're going to do... Hercules. Hercules. I think you mean Hercules. <laughs> we're going to get into Greek mythology. That's going to be fun. We can shit on Zeus so much. Hey. Zeus fucking sucks. But we'll talk to y'all later. Bye! Bye, guys.